Spirit, one God. Amen. Well, today is our fourth Sunday in Lent, and the church on this Sunday calls our attention specifically to St. John Climacus, who lived in the 7th century and is known for his teachings on the ladder of divine ascent. St. John knew that emptying himself of the things of this world was really an act of renouncing our own efforts. These things are not done earning our salvation. We're renouncing our own efforts. We're accepting God's grace and mercy, but we work through the grace of God. The church gives a correct interpretation to the doctrine of St. John Climacus when it proclaims that asceticism has neither sense nor value if it's not an expression of love. We don't do these things just to be following rules. Uh, We do them out of love for God. If we fast or give up things thinking we're going to score points with God, it's worthless. Self-denial for self-glory is equally in vain. But St. John Climacus taught ways in which we can fight the good fight. And our fasting is part of that fight. Our fasting is for our own good as it trains us to fight. If we can control what we put into our mouths, as we've said before, we can better control what our mouths say. We can better control what our minds think. And our fasting is a constant reminder to us that we've got to place our whole being in the hands of the Father, our Creator. And He loves us, and we do it out of love for Him. This is a time to learn not to rely on the things of this world or just rely on our own efforts, but to seek the grace of God. Now, our gospel reading today is a reminder how we should always seek God's grace and mercy, even when we feel inadequate in our faith. For God rewards those who do come to him with the faith that you have. In today's gospel reading from St. Mark, we see a father bringing his sick son to Jesus with the hopes that Jesus could cure him. On many occasions, the boy had thrown himself into a fire or thrown himself into water and nearly drowned. The father was desperate for a cure. It's probable that he had sought out many cures over the boy's lifetime, but to no avail. His son had suffered a lot, and he was just hoping that Jesus could cure him. He had even brought his son to Jesus' disciples. He said, so I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. The disciples came to Jesus later and asked why they could not cure the son. And Jesus' response to them was this kind of healing only comes by prayer and fasting. Does this mean if we just pray hard enough and fast hard enough, we can do things the disciples couldn't? That's not the point. What he's saying here, there's some things we can't fix. Uh, They asked why we could not cure him. Uh, It takes to coming to God in prayer and fasting to deny ourselves, uh, understanding that we can't do everything ourselves. We depend upon God. There are times and reasons we may commit ourselves to prayer and fasting, particularly so during Lent, but not as some sort of special power if we just fast and pray long enough, we'll get what we ask. Prayer and fasting 
in its deepest sense, means a renunciation of ourself. Having an attitude of trust and humility that leaves everything, everything to the mercy of God. Uh, whatever we ask, whether it, it be done or not, we want God's will done. Prayer and fasting is also done over time. It takes depending upon God over time with whatever faith we have, no matter how small or large. When asked about his son, Jesus responds to the man. He says, bring him to me. This is always the first step. Elsewhere, Jesus says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We must come to Christ. God's mercy is given to those who come to him, seeking him. Jesus next asks, how long has he had this? Now, why did Jesus ask this question? Uh, there are times Jesus asks a question that he already knows the answer. I mean, he knew about this boy's suffering. But he asked for the purpose of encouraging others to bring their burdens to him, to feel free to come and talk to God about the burdens, and for others to, uh, to hear the answer. Uh, is another reason for us to benefit from it today. God is always ready for us to place ourselves and our problems before him to seek his grace and mercy. And this is what the Father did. He poured himself out to Christ. And we can even detect sort of a note of frustration, maybe even a little bitterness in the man's response, how his son has been afflicted for so long. And even as the boy was brought to Jesus, he had another convulsion. As it is happening, the father then pleads, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Note that he was unsure if Jesus could do anything. And it's easy to understand why. <laughs> he begins his request with if. He had had disappointments in the past, I'm sure. The boy had been ill since childhood. Even Jesus' disciples seemed to not be able to do anything about it. Sometimes a person can have so many frustrations, so many disappointments, we'll begin to doubt the possibility of any hope. And if we ever lose hope, we can lose sight of God. Yet even though this man had experienced great dis disappointments in the past, and even wavered in his faith or, or just had felt like he had just so little faith, he persevered. He still sought out God's mercy regardless. So we understand why he began with if. Jesus counters with another if. He says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Jesus is saying it's not a matter of whether he has the power to heal or not, but whether or not you believe he has the power to overcome anything. Our faith has no power in and of itself. It is the object of that faith that is important. And we see that Jesus actually performed two miracles that day. He healed the son and he increased the man's faith. The father went from saying, if you can, to saying, I believe. Yet it was not a change from unbelief to complete belief that occurred. His one sentence prayer is one we can all take to heart. He said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. So take note that the presence of doubt 
does not imply the absence of faith. Now, let me repeat that. <laughs> the presence of doubt does not imply the absence of faith. Faith is not just binary, either on or off. We do have to decide to use it. Faith is more analog. It can vary anywhere from zero to 100%. Uh, instead of like a light switch that you turn a light, just either totally on or turn, totally off, it's more like a light dimmer. Uh, our faith can be at, at many different levels, uh, many different brightnesses. And it's, it's, very, uh, it's hard for it to be at 100% perfect. But we can have faith at to whatever level our brightness is. And that's where that perseverance comes in. The perseverance means deciding to make sure the light is on, even if it's in a small setting, even if it's dim. And as we use our faith, it gets brighter. Uh, it gets reinforced. And faith is kind of also like a muscle. Uh, the more you use it, uh, the stronger it gets. And we are encouraged by Christ in this today that whatever level we're at, to exercise that faith. The father didn't, uh, that father did not have 100% faith. But he expressed and acted on what he had. But he didn't hide his doubt either. He said, he was honest with Christ. He said, you know, if. It's hard to believe perfectly. And, and we all have those kind of times. The question is, are we going to act on the faith that we have? Or are we going to be controlled by our doubts? It's our choice. Miracles happen not because of perfect faith, but rather because imperfect faith in the perfect Christ. So as we continue in Lent on the final leg of our journey to Pascha, let's first be reminded about the life of St. John Climacus, the 7th century hermit and ascetic. And that self-denials and sacrifices that we make are not done mechanically or for self-glory. It is for our benefit, though. It strengthens us. It helps us fight the good fight. And we must do it out of love of God. That is the object of our faith. And let's use this reminder of Lent to learn to not rely on the things of the world. But as the Father in the Gospel today learned to come to Jesus and ask for his mercy. And we may not come with perfect faith. We must not let ourselves be controlled by our doubts. Though. We have a choice. So let us always remember to come saying Lord to the Lord. Saying Lord I believe. Help my unbelief. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.